0: Presentation and just reminding everyone if you have questions, type in the chat and we'll do answer them at the end. So thank you so much for joining us.
1: Well, thanks for having me. Um so um oops, what happened? Um just one second, something happened here. Um not sure. Um Okay, now we are in control. So very nice uh, to meet you all. And then, as I mentioned at the beginning, I would be delighted to answer your questions. I'll just speak for about 15 to 20 minutes and tell you a little bit about a new book that I have, which is uh, presented in the middle of this slide. It's called Extraterrestrial. And uh, it talks about the possibility that we may have seen Uh, an object that was manufactured by an alien civilization outside of Earth, far away. Um, And if I had to summarize this book that just came out uh, a few months ago and that you can ask your parents to to get you, um, the the summary would be when you are not ready to find exceptional things, you will never discover them. And this is what I wrote in a Scientific American Commentary uh, a few months ago. Uh, what you see on the left is a, a photograph of a picture that was taken by a German photographer named uh, Herlinda Quilbell. And she presented it, she hung it on the wall uh, in the Berlin uh, Academy of Science and Humanities. And uh, when she came to my office and asked me Uh, to take a photograph, she asked me to write on the palm of my hand the biggest question that I can think of. And I asked, are we alone? And that's fundamentally the the question that is addressed in my book. Now, I will skip a a number of slides just because of time. I don't have time to get into the details. But um, uh, what I would like to start with is telling you that it's really important to be modest. Uh, When we look at the universe, it's huge, uh, much, much, much larger than our body. And also the universe existed for much longer than we live. So therefore, we are not really the main actor in this play. There is this play that has been going on for a long time. And we just came sort of at the end of it. And. Um, and also we are not in the center of the stage. There are lots of things happening and there are lots of stars that have uh, a planet like the Earth next to them. About half of all the stars that look like the sun have a planet like the Earth. And therefore it's very likely that uh, there is life on other planets and uh, that we are not alone. And that that's a sense of modesty. We should be humble and not think that we are special like this uh, emperor was thinking of himself very highly because he conquered a piece of land on earth and that is not different from an ant that hugs a single grain of sand on the landscape of a huge beach it's quite ridiculous to think to be proud of yourself because you conquered some piece of land on earth when the universe contains more earth-like planets than there are grains of sand on all beaches on earth. Now I can understand where this uh, is coming from because I have two young daughters. I mean, when they were very small, they uh, lived at home and they used to think that they are the smartest and that the world centers on them. But then they went to the kindergarten and they met other kids and they got a different perspective. And the only way for our civilization to mature, for humanity to mature, is to meet others out there in space. And there are many risks uh, that we face. Um, And uh, one way to avoid them is to go to space. And let me just uh, mention a few words about myself. Uh, You can see me as a kid on the left, And people that know me would say that I haven't changed much since that time because I really enjoyed being a kid. I grew up on a farm. Uh, I used to collect eggs. Uh, You can see the second image uh, showing me collecting eggs from the chickens uh, that we had and um, when I was uh, roughly your age and I used to drive the tractor. And then uh, a lot of things happened, uh, And eventually um, I ended up uh, starting a project to go into space and uh, to go and visit the nearest star. And uh, you can see in this uh, illustration, you see the sun on the left and the solar system next to it. And eventually the nearest star, which is called Proxima Centauri, it takes light four years to get there. So it's really far away, even light takes four years And uh, there is a planet next to that star that has a temperature on the surface, very similar to that of the earth. So maybe there are some creatures over there. We don't know. We want to find out. So how do we get there very quickly? One way to do that is to push a sail with light. You can sail on light. If light reflects off a very thin screen, the screen will be pushed. This is called the light sail, and uh, we designed the project that I'm leading that involves uh, a laser, very powerful laser beam that is shining on a sail and pushing it towards the nearest star. That is the concept. We haven't yet produced this this, uh, uh, combination of laser beams, and we haven't demonstrated this uh, uh, technology, but we are designing it and working on it. It's called the light sail so uh, the the biggest question is really, are we the smartest kid on the block? you know when you my daughters found other smarter kids around and we should find out if there are other civilizations around other stars that are smarter than we are. maybe they are out there. I don't think that we are the smartest. And turns out that about four years ago, there was the very first object discovered that came into the solar system from outside. And it's sort of like finding an object from the street in your backyard. And this object looked really strange. Didn't look like all the other objects we've seen in the solar system before. I don't have time to get into the details, but. As this object was tumbling, it it changed the amount of light that it reflected from the sun by a lot. And uh, that implied that it's most likely pancake-shaped, just like a piece of paper tumbling in the wind. Uh, And this object was really strange. Uh, It um, also was pushed away from the sun by some force and we don't fully understand what it was. But the most likely explanation is that it reflected sunlight and was pushed just like a sail, like a light sail. And this means that it may have been manufactured by another civilization because nature doesn't make light sails. And uh, the experience is just like walking on the beach Most of the time you see rocks that are naturally produced, but every now and then you see a plastic bottle. And that tells you, since it's artificially produced, it tells you that there is a civilization out there that made it. So maybe this object was a plastic bottle, the first one that we found. I'm skipping some details and, you know, the the fundamental question is whether this object was artificial, whether it was made, manufactured by another civilization, or whether it was natural. But everyone that tried to explain it as a natural origin faced uh, difficulties, uh, had to contemplate something that we've never seen before, and there were difficulties in those explanations. And of course you know, taking a photograph would immediately tell us if it's a rock or a plastic bottle. Um, This is a photograph that you see here that came from a a spacecraft called Osiris-Rex that landed on an asteroid called Bennu and took a picture of it and actually took a sample that it will bring back to Earth. And, you know, they say a picture is worth a thousand words usually. In my case, a picture is worth 66,000 words, the number of words in my book. I would not need to write the book if we had a picture of this object, but it was too far away and we couldn't take a photograph of it. We need to send a spacecraft in the direction of the next object that looked, looks as weird as Oumuamua looked and then, Take a close-up photograph, and that will tell us the nature of that object. And, you know, we can search for other civilizations, not just by finding relics that they left behind, objects, equipment that they sent into space, just like we sent equipment into space. We can also look for industrial pollution in the atmospheres of planets or we can look for city lights on the dark side of a planet. And I call that space archaeology. We can look for civilizations that are not around anymore, that died by now, just like doing archaeology on Earth. And my hope is that by finding relics of other civilizations that are dead by now, that perished by now, because they misbehaved, they didn't take good care of their planet, or they had a war, Uh, that would inspire us, humans, to behave better and avoid a similar fate. Thank you. I'll be glad to answer any question you have.
0: Thank you so much. Does anyone have any questions that you guys want to type in?
1: So I'll stop my uh, share and so that we can see everyone.
0: Lucas asked, have you ever met E.T.?
1: No, I didn't meet E.T. personally. And then um, I hope that during my life I will have a chance. That would be, that would be amazing, of
0: course. <laughs> yeah, we all want to meet E.T. Does anyone have any other questions? So, if we find something that's not human-made, it can be from aliens?
1: It could be, but we have to take a photograph to figure it out, you know, because it could also be a rock. And, uh, you know, just like going back, going to your backyard, you find all kinds of objects, and every now and then, you see an object that came from the street, and you want to figure out what it is. So, you know, objects that enter the solar system, from another star they could be rocks they could be rocks that were formed around those stars just like the rocks that formed around the sun but we might also find some equipment that another civilization sent out some et's sent and because we sent equipment into space so maybe they sent as well and if we find such a piece of equipment we could learn a lot from it we can study it we can try to figure out why they sent it
0: another question is do you know what shape the object that you saw was
1: yeah so we haven't had a photograph of it but based on the amount of light that it reflected from the sun as it was tumbling it was spinning uh we can model that and uh, infer the shape and it it looks as if it was uh, flat, pancake shaped, not cigar shaped, pancake shaped, just like a piece of paper tumbling in the wind.
0: Um, it's an alien vessel. Seen...
1: Oops, if... someone wants to ask uh, verbally, go ahead.
0: Yeah, you can speak. Um, if it was an alien vessel, it probably wouldn't be tumbling end over end,
1: but. Sorry, what? uh, Can you repeat more slowly? No,
0: I don't think he meant it was an alien vessel. I think he was trying to say it was what he's talking about before a light sail. No, I'm saying if it was tumbling end over end, then um there wouldn't really be any reason for a vessel to do that.
1: Right. So that's an excellent question. Um. So, you know, uh, most of the stars, um. in, in, in the sky, they formed before the sun, billions of years before the sun. So if they had something like us near them, uh, you know, and those uh, civilizations sent equipment into space, it was billions of years ago. So if you think about what we sent, a billion years from now, it will not be functional. It will be just space trash. It will not operate anymore. And so if you see an object, you know, and it's stumbling, it's probably because it's not under control anymore. It's just, you know, space trash. And yeah,
0: that's, probably probably what
1: that's probably what is going on. So it, it's not really functional. As you say, it's not a vessel. It's, it's just flying out there, you know?
0: Yeah. Thank you. And then the, Stacy, you can ask your question too.
1: Go ahead, Stacy. we cannot hear you. Uh, it's probably muted. Is it muted? Oh, oops.
0: Maybe it, it, I mean, it could be purposefully to catch more rays of light.
1: Uh, can you repeat it, Sarah? I couldn't hear Yeah,
0: it. I don't it know be- if it's just, I think it's all of us. We can't really hear you that well. If you could type it in the chat, that would be good but while
1: we wait there is another question have you ever seen any ufos um i didn't see but i i know of people that claim they've seen some now ufos i should explain a ufo is something that people see in the sky that they cannot explain it's called unidentified flying object and uh, now it's also called unidentified aerial phenomena uap and then i've never seen any but in about a month, the Pentagon uh, is supposed to release a report about uh, uh, such things that the people in the military reported. Uh, and I, I look forward to seeing what exactly they are talking about and whether it looks uh, interesting or just maybe not so interesting. Uh, we, we have to wait. But a lot of people claim they saw something in the sky that looks really strange. They don't know what it is. And um, I haven't seen myself anything like that.
0: Um, another comment, I think it said, could that object have been a piece from one of our satellites?
1: Uh, that's an excellent question. i really, your kids are really smart. Uh, yes. <laughs> so. Uh, no it cannot be uh, could not have been manufactured by us because it was moving too fast uh much faster than our all the rockets that we launched ever so um and also we were we we know what we were doing over those months in 2017 and there was and it didn't pass close to earth at all this object came on a trajectory that was far away from earth So, it was clearly not uh, produced by humans, and it was also not um, born in the solar system because it was moving faster than all the other objects that we usually see, and it just cannot be bound to the sun. It was moving too fast.
0: And then, um, sorry, I just lost my place. Oh, why do space movies like Star Wars have aliens that are similar to humans?
1: Oh, that's because the imagination of the filmmakers, uh, and producers, uh, the imagination is not good enough. Uh, they, they cannot, ima- I mean, they want also to connect to the audience. So they show something that looks like the audience. So then the audience can see something that looks familiar. But um, I think that once we meet aliens, they would look shocking to us, you know, like, just to give you an example, most of the stars. Uh, are smaller than the sun. So they emit infrared light. And they don't emit visible light like the sun does. You know, we have eyes that are sensitive to visible light because that's what the sun produces. But if we were next to a star that uh, emits infrared light, we would have infrared eyes. And um, actually I asked students in my class if they know of any animal, any creature on Earth that has infrared eyes. Turns out one of them found an image, and you can Google that, of a shrimp that has infrared eyes. They look like ping pong balls connected with cords to the head of the shrimp. And uh, that shrimp looked like an alien to me.
0: And then there's another question. I don't understand it that well, but maybe you would. It says, um... How is light powerful enough to push a sail than just lightening it?
1: Oh, that's actually also an excellent question. Um, So if the sail absorbs the light, it could burn up because it will heat up and will not survive. So what you need is a material just like a mirror that reflects most of the light, almost all of it, doesn't absorb much of it at all and because it reflects you can think of the light bouncing off this this, uh, surface just like uh, you know ping pong ball bouncing off a racket so when a ping pong ball or a tennis ball bounces off a racket it gives the racket a push if you play tennis you would feel that push you know when a tennis ball bounces off your racket you feel the push so the same thing happens when light bounces off a surface it gives it a push and that's but you don't want to absorb that light because then the sail will heat up and could burn up yes that's a very good question so you have to choose period. yeah
0: but light has no photons don't have any mass
1: they don't have mass but they have momentum they can give you a push uh, so when they bounce off a surface They give a push, just like any other particle that bounces off off a surface. It doesn't need to have a mass, just needs to have some energy that it carries, you know. So, uh, the particles of light do not have mass. You cannot, uh, they cannot be at rest, for example. They always move at the speed of light, but it doesn't matter. They carry some energy with them, and when they bounce off a surface, they give a push, uh, some momentum to the surface. Even without a mask.
0: And also, I just wanted to show you guys right before I ask the next question. I searched up the shrimp and these are like the eyes. (laughs) Very cool. It does look like a shrimp.
1: By the way, how old are the kids?
0: Um, The age ranges. It could be from like, it's like, it can be from first grade to like, middle school, or even my age, if anyone wants to join.
1: Ah, okay. Because the questions are excellent. Keep up. Yes.
0: <laughs> Someone said, I'm nine in the chat. Um, s- some snakes can see infrared light. Really? That's cool. Yeah, but actually not with their eyes. They have special, like, glands. They Sorry. have special Sense- glands.
1: Yeah, that's right. You know, because infrared light is basically heat. Uh, You know that the military uh, soldiers have these goggles that allows them to see infrared light. And the reason it's useful is at night, you don't have any visible light coming from the sun because it's nighttime. Uh, But the human body, you know, when it's warm, because it's warm, it emits infrared light. And if you have these goggles, you can see people walking around by the light that they emit which is infrared light. So the heat, what you call heat is actually infrared light. And then that's how the snake probably fills it.
0: That's really cool. Um, another question is, what do you think about Area 51?
1: Oh, I don't know what to make of it, you know. It may be that there were other nations uh, spying on the US because that was a, uh, an, a, a, an area that was sensitive in terms of national security, or I don't know what to make of it. Uh, all of these reports about UFOs, um, they don't have uh, evidence uh, that is scientific to the scientific level. Uh, but we could, in principle, put cameras and uh, audio sensors in the same locations and just check if there is anything unusual. That we should do. I agree.
0: And then there's a comment it said, I don't know, this is from a few minutes ago, but it said it was part of a satellite dish or something like that. Because I know there's a lot of like failed attempts to reach the moon before the United States did.
1: So I guess this comment is about Oumuamua or something else.
0: If um...
1: Oh Stacey I think, if
0: you wanted... about, I think it's about the um what the object that was seen in the, in the space? Oh, but as
1: I said before, this object was not bound to the sun. It just came and spent a few months near the earth. So it was flying in and now it's flying out. It cannot be hovering around our region because it's moving too fast. And moreover, when it spent a few months near us, It moved faster than any object that we can produce, any spacecraft that we can produce, and we know what we launched. We launched nothing during those months of 2017. So, there is no way that this object was made by us.
0: Are there any more questions that you guys have? Yeah, Lucas, I think I saw your hand first, and then after that, the Robinsons can go. Um, is this like, is the thing that was seen in space still being tracked?
1: Ah, that's an excellent question. Uh, The only way for us to see it is because it reflects sunlight. So the sun, the sun acts like a lamppost on the street that illuminates the dark space around it. So when an object comes in, this object was roughly the size of a football field. When an object comes close enough to the sun, you can see it because it reflects sunlight. That's how we find those objects. But when they go away from the sun, they become very dim, very faint. So right now, Oumuamua is a million times fainter than when it was close to the sun. We can't really see it and therefore we can't continue to observe it and we can't chase it it's moving too fast away from us so the only hope is that in the next few years we'll find more objects that look like it and then if we find one of them that on its approach to us then we can send a spacecraft to take a close up photograph of it and um, that's what i hope we will do that's what i call space archaeology just Trying to figure out what the relics are about, what what their nature is.
0: So the Robinsons, if you want to ask your question, go ahead. So it might be from aliens. You never know. But when I looked at the picture, it looked more like a a flat, long
1: that had a there was no there was no there was no picture of this object we didn't have a picture because the object was roughly the size of the foot of a football field at a distance that is not very different from the distance of the sun so it's it was really too small for us to take a picture of what you saw was an artist illustration so a human Another person decided, okay, I'll make just a sketch of what I think the object might be. And because the object had a very strange shape, it was changing the amount of light by a factor of, as it was tumbling, then uh, this artist decided to show it as if it's like a cigar, but it was not like a cigar. In fact, the best evidence we have is that it was flat like a pancake. So think about a piece of paper that you see in projection, that you see sort of in front of you. In projection, it looks like a cigar. You would think, oh, this is a cigar. But in fact, it's a piece of paper just slanted, you know, oriented sideways. So it looks elongated like a cigar, but intrinsically it's pancake shape. And that's the best bet. from analyzing the amount of light that it reflected. So, what you saw is not a picture. It was just. An artist deciding to draw something.
0: And then KT your techno master, your hand is up. Here you go. Would gravity gravity assist help any flying object in space?
1: Yeah, so let me first explain what gravity assist That's an excellent question. Gravity assist is uh, when a spacecraft uh, passes close to a planet or some other object, it can get a nudge, a, a kick from the force of gravity of that object that will help it in its trajectory. So if you want to get it somewhere, then if it comes in the, in the right way near another planet, that planet can give it an assist can help it go into the right orbit by uh, acting on it through its uh, gravitational force.